Hello, you are on the Transfer Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Today Agbola. We focus on the life of Jesus Christ, the fathers of the faith, both who serve as witness in the time of the Old Covenant, looking forward to the days of Christ, and those who are apostles during the life of Christ, who are witnesses to the resurrection life. And then on to the early fathers of the faith and men in contemporary times. And our goal is to glean wisdom for us to apply contextually as we find ourselves in similar situation in our day. Our prayer is that as you join us in these discussions and this conversation, you will hear the Holy Spirit speak to you and you will apply those wisdom to your life and live a life worthy of commendation by God. So join us as we go in this journey together. Good afternoon, good evening. You are on the Transfer Podcast. My name is Tunde Agbola, and with me is my friend and co-host, Oloyede Odeyale. Oloyede, do you want to say hi to our listeners? Hi, Tunde. Hello, everyone. Um, I hope you all have continued to be well and to be safe. It's such a wet day here in my part of Lagos, Nigeria. Um, quite refreshing actually and I hope everyone is enjoying God's refreshing whether it's through physical rain or the rains of blessings <laughs> yeah alright and there should be a lot of rain and a former rain I think this one is going to be the rain of blessing for sure over here we don't have a physical rain where I am on this part of the, the planet in Ohio <laughs> but I think I can share a little bit of the rain from Oloide. If you can send a little bit of the rain virtually to me, Oloide, I wouldn't mind. Since everything is almost hybrid now, virtual plus physical. So you can send a little bit of the rain to me. So You can say that again. That works. That works. <laughs> it works. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So our listeners, I hope you are having a good day wherever you are. If it's in the morning, maybe you're just hanging out with somebody. If you're a coffee person, maybe you're having a coffee. If you're a tea person, maybe you have a tea with you that you're just... Sipping, and if you are maybe in the afternoon, you might just be somewhere sitting down in the summer sun and just relaxing. In the evening, maybe you're about to go to bed, you just feel like listening. Doesn't matter what time you are, just take a moment and breathe. Take a moment and just appreciate all the goodness and the greatness of God and the things He's done for us. And with that being said, I hope you and your family are doing fine and you have been enjoying this podcast as we have been moving week to week, sometimes with a pause, sometimes with a break, just as the Lord leads us. Today, we're going to continue in the same direction we've been going for a while now. We've been looking at men in the scriptures who stand as witnesses and who stands as examples for us to whom the end of the age has come. We have been gleaning wisdom from their life. We have been looking at who they are, what they've done, Good thing, the bad, the ugly, the things we should not do, the things we should emulate. And all of this for us so that we can have wisdom for living to become all that God wants us to be today. Last week, we continued 
looking at the life of Abraham, who we have seen from scripture according to Romans, to be the man of faith. And we stopped at an experience in his life where he encountered Melchizedek, the king of Salem. And there he learned from Melchizedek the name of God, the Most High, the possessor of heaven and the earth. And by that, he overcame the king of Sodom. But then in chapter 15, we saw that there was a test, as it were, where Abraham had to really practically understand in an authentic way what it means to know God as the possessor of heaven and the earth. If Abraham was going to be content with God as his portion, or he was going to look at God's promises or God's uh, offering of himself to him from the lens of what he doesn't have, in this case, a son which God had promised him. And that kind of, a, uh, a, you might call paradox, right? <laughs> Between mm -hmm. God saying, I am all you have. You are, I am the possessor of heaven and the earth. And everything that I am is yours. Everything I'm giving to you, you will possess. All the nations of the earth will be blessed. And yet, Abraham does not have a child of his own except Eliezer, who was a servant in his house. And you can see for us too, that can become a problem when the promises of God seems not to align with our current experience. So when we're in good company, when we look at Abraham's life, and that's so beautiful to see that the scripture is available for us, Open, opening to us the good, the bad, the ugly, the ups and downs of men like this, so that we don't think we have to become angels before we can walk this journey of faith together. Before we go into today, reading scriptures and talking, although there is something really, really, really bubbling in your heart that you feel like sharing with our listener as I'm speaking before we go to today's podcast. Yeah, so two things. First is, is, is when you talked about the fact that we really not, I mean, we, we can be ourselves and seek God's help, right? We don't mm -hmm. have to, we don't have to pretend to be perfect when we come to him because we have records of people who were struggling in their own times as well, but they acknowledged the power of God and they saw him act on their behalf and in their journeys in life. I think the second thing that stood out for me, even as you were speaking now, is that um, it seems every time that God brings us an instruction or even a promise, if we focus on what we don't have, we may lose what he's offering us, right? Especially if we if we view things from the context of where we are living, the context of the people we are living with. Now it's usually a concept of, I want to have it here and now. And it seems that's not necessarily how God works. So we will later hear from Jesus that except a corn of wheat, falls and dies right that's the secret of multiplying the secret of living is first in dying it's paradoxical as you said but it seems this is what the faith that was once delivered to the saint invites us to imbibe yes yeah to keep you with that i think uh, i might digress a little bit that to remind our audience that we've been we're working currently Oloide and myself on a book that we haven't decided a title yet, apart from my book that I have already re released, uh, which is Build, I Make All Things New, which is focusing on the paradox of our faith. 
and it was revelational you know as the lord began to, to guide us through the process of seeing the nature of the faith we are believing to and again today it seems like we're looking at abraham dealing with this paradox uh, of god saying that he has everything because he has him and yet there is something he does not have <laughs> isn't that interesting <laughs> And that's the, that's the nature of our faith. No wonder it's a journey of faith where it's the substance of things hoped for. Daring to believe God just because God says so and because he cannot mm. lie. And having our anchor and our hope in that faithful promise of God. With that being said, let's go into today's uh, podcast. Today, we want to look at Genesis 15, 1 to 21. We're going to read it, and then we trust the Holy Spirit to guide us as he has always done. In case you don't know, we just bring our hearts. We have a little bit of an idea of what scripture we're looking at, but we simply allow the Holy Spirit to lead us in the moment so that we can be as genuine and as authentic as we can. So Genesis oh. chapter 15 I'll read from verse 1 to verse 10. And then, Oloide, if you don't mind, you can read from 11 to 21. Would that be okay? Cool, cool. All right. Verse 1, Genesis 15. I'm reading the English Standard Version. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Fear not, Abraham. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abraham said, O Lord God, what will you give me? I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. Behold, the word of the Lord came to him, This man shall not be your heir, your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven, and number the stars. If you are able to number them, then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. And he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of the Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. But he said, O Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? He said to him, Bring me a ephah, three, three years old, a female goat, three years old, a ram, three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he brought him all this, cut them in half, and laid each half over against the other. But he did not cut the birds in half. Okay, I'm, I'm going to read from verse 11 to 21. I'm also reading ESV. And when birds of prey came down on the carcasses. Abraham drove them away. As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abraham. And behold, dreadful and great darkness fell upon him. Then the Lord said to Abraham, Know for certain that your offspring will be sojourners in a land that is not theirs and will be servants there, and they will be afflicted for 400 years. But I will bring judgment on the nation that they serve, and afterward they shall come out with great possessions. 
As for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried in a good old age. And they shall come back here in the fourth generation. For the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. When the sun had gone down and it was dark, behold, a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying, To your offspring I give this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, the land of the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Cadmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Gargashites, and the Jebusites. This is the word of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Mm. Mm. A lot of issues in there, right? Mm. Is there anything that you were saying as I was reading a little bit? Or, or you're like, mm, I'm still looking through this to find something to, to bring out for us to talk about today? Yeah, without making reference to any portion yet, I'm 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 excited that um, God, the great God, doesn't mind relating with us as humans. Because mm. as I'm reading all of this, it's like an ongoing conversation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Beautiful communication, mm-hmm. insight, mm-hmm. especially knowing that Abraham at this point wasn't uh, how can I say wasn't 100% there in terms of his relationship mm-hmm. with God. But mm-hmm. God didn't mind to share mm-hmm. insight with him. God didn't mind having communication with him. I rejoice in the fact that even today, we have that kind of access to God. Yeah. I am totally with you on that. You can see all through this entire chapter, a very intimate communion and conversation between the most I and mm. if I will use that word in quotes the most low <laughs> <laughs> because human beings we're we are nothing we're just jars of clay without his breath in our in us so and that's, the bibli- God, that's biblical the, 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 the psalmist will later come to say, what is man that you are mindful yes, of him? Yes. What is man that you are bothering yourself to have conversations <laughs> with him? Right? So God said, you know what? I'll meet you at your level. I understand your, your limitation as a human being. You mm-hmm. can only see but just a little bit beyond your nose. So all you can see to judge my eternal richness to provide and have all things is your child that you don't have and then to 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 cap it off the promise i made to you does not make sense without a physical offspring so what i'm going to do is i'm going to come down to your level we're going to have a conversation abraham knew as though abraham understood the fatherhood of god in that name was i that there is fatherhood embedded in that name so that Abraham can talk to him and there's friendship in there. The Bible, and people, I think the Bible talk about him being the friend of God. And mm. he said, God, okay, 
how are you going to outdo this, right? How do I know that the promise you made will come to pass? People might say, oh, that's because Abraham, you know, needs to see before he believes, he needs more, whatever. But the truth of the matter is, everyone who has ever walked the journey of faith, including myself, I don't know about you, there are things God had promised me, or put it in a much simpler way, that I believe God had promised me, and I have had to go back to him, God, are you sure it was? <laughs> hmm. did, did you really say? Uh, or was hmm. I hearing my, myself? And God is so good that he came so much back to Abraham and said, okay, this is, this is what you're going to do. Let's do this. Let's do something that will help you visualize. Let's bring it down to your level so that I can take you up to my level in the process. And God came and gave everything by his spoken word. And that's the other thing I wanted to bring up. There is a dimension by which every time you go to God and you ask him to show you his way or to explain things, he typically will do it by his spoken word because he's a communicating God. Actually, the spirit of God is a speaking spirit. God is a speaking God. The word as it was been with him from the beginning. So God speaks to people. He wants to speak to you as long as you come genuinely and authentically. Before I turn it back to Oloye Day, I think it was the last episode of maybe the previous that I was talking about Mr. Didymus. Thomas Didymus. Mm. Who said, God, if me, I don't, I don't see this thing, I'm not going to believe it. Of course, Jesus said, there's a much greater blessing when you believe without seeing, right? But Jesus was, I think he was probably on his journey to heaven and he had Thomas <laughs> say, he said, ah, and he might, I'm a good shepherd, though. I can leave 99 to go for one. So if, mm. if this Thomas is still not sure because he, he doesn't want to build his faith, on presumption and assumption and hearsay from other disciples, I will go back and show him what he wants to know. And you might be like Thomas right now. Don't condemn yourself because people say, oh, you are doubting Thomas because you ask questions. Again, Abraham asked questions from God and God came down and guided him. And that led to a covenant between him and God. Yeah, so um, still on what you're, you're talking about, um, it's very interesting that um, Jesus is not saying, okay, Thomas, get out of my life. Uh, it seems I have wasted all my effort on you for nothing. That's not how that account is recorded, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, it's not only about, it's not only about, uh, about Thomas, since we're talking about the appearance of Jesus after resurrection, you remember mm -hmm. the disciples on the road to Emmaus, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, so who, they were they were having conversations with Jesus Himself, and um, they were not conscious of that. They were in a way hidden from from knowing that. But the the real point here is that even if Jesus rebuked them. What we understand is that it took them back to the beginning. He told them the story, mm. right? It mm -hmm. narrated the story to them from the beginning. So it's okay to ask God and say, at this point, I am confused. Mm. Like, mm. like what you're saying. At this point, I, I know I felt like this is what you wanted me to do. 
But at this time, I don't seem to have a good grasp of it. God doesn't mind opening the scriptures again from the book of the law. Mm-hmm. He doesn't mind mm. starting from the beginning with mm. you. And mm. again, to your point about God's dealing with us based on his spoken word, mm. it's okay to press a pause until he has spoken because mm. he does a lot of things with his word. There are so many things that people want us to live our lives by today. They want us to live by what's happening around, but it is acting on the word of God that it will be said that we are acting by faith. Exactly my point uh, at this point. Yeah, it's very true. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you have to pause and forget about what everybody have told you, that doesn't seem to bring conviction to you, that some something in you is not, it doesn't gel yet, if I'll use that word. It's okay mm. to pause and say, Lord, speak even to me. Lord, speak to me that I may speak in living echoes mm. of your tone. Oh. So mm. that as you have sought, you're even seeking me, I can seek the weary one as well. That mm. is where we're going to stop the podcast today. Be genuine, be authentic. Don't be defiant, but be in, in, inquisitive enough to let God teach you and establish a covenant relationship with you through your life and through his purpose and counsel for you. With that being said, may the blessing of the Lord be upon you, our listeners today. May you shun every hypocrisy and every yeast and just come simply, genuinely, and authentically to know the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Most High God, who is the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ and wants to be a Father to you as well. So if you're listening and you haven't received Jesus, you haven't become a son of God, you have an opportunity to do that right now. And the way is not that difficult, even though it will cost you nothing, except your belief in Him. So what you want to do right now is to look at your life and all the things you've done that is missing the mark, that is sin, that's not follow the ways of God as standard morality. If you have broken one single law, the Bible says you are a sinner. You don't have to break a 50 million of them, just one. And you need to be saved from that. Otherwise, that sin will take you to the place that belongs to the devil and his angels, hell and the lake of fire. But you can know for sure today that you are no longer a candidate of hell. That's the way you do that is to come to Jesus and tell him that you know that you're a sinner and be genuine about it in keeping with what we learned today. Tell him the sins you've committed, confess it before him, the ones you remember. And repent, which means turn away from them that you would not follow that way anymore. And ask Jesus to come live inside of you because you believe in him as the Lord and Savior because he died for your sins and rose again from the dead to bring you back to God. If you do that genuinely from your heart, the Bible says, with a heart man believes to righteousness and mouth confession is made to salvation. If that was done from your heart, according to the Bible, you are saved. Then the next thing to do is to find a Bible-believing church where you can learn more about this new life because Jesus comes to live in you at that moment when you pray that prayer. You can say after me, Jesus, here I am. I agree with your truth that I'm a sinner. 
deserving of every punishment for my sin, both now and in eternity. But I also believe now, Jesus, that you died for my sin. You rose from the dead to give me your own life. So Jesus, I open myself to you as my Lord and Savior. Come live inside of me. Save me from sin and hell. Thank you, Jesus, because your word is true and you can never lie. But I believe with my heart that you are the you have become made me the righteousness of God. And I confess with my mouth that you are the Lord. So I am saved. I'm now a child of God. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. But I pray for anyone Amen. who has prayed that prayer that you guide them on the next step in their work with you. Let all the glory be unto you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Shalom. For today, that's how Amen. we end the podcast. <laughs>